nobody got to their deathbed and ever said, I wish I would have worked more. So make sure that you are working with intention and strategically and also strategically and intentionally spending time for yourself and with your loved ones. Welcome to the Positive Productivity Podcast, Episode 538. The Positive Productivity Podcast was created to empower entrepreneurs to achieve and appreciate personal and professional success. I'm your host, Kim Sutton, and if you're ready, let's jump into today's episode. Welcome back to another episode of Positive Productivity. This is your host, Kim Sutton, and I just want to give you a warning that I think I'm on my third cup of coffee for the day. Not healthy, I know. So I am especially, not just because of the coffee, but I'm especially thrilled about today's guest, Jack Julian. Jack is the anti-hustle coach. And if you've been listening for a while, you know what I think about the word hustle, but she is the anti-hustle coach from Anti-Hustle Nation. Jack, welcome. I am so looking forward to this conversation. Well, thank you for having me, Kim. I am so happy to be here and get to talk with your listeners and you for a little bit. I never realized until I pushed record that I go on like 1.75 speed when I push record. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. That's one of my anti-hustle mechanisms, actually. I listen to all podcasts at 1.75 speed just so I can get through them faster. Not my own episodes. I don't listen to my own. Is that bad? But everybody else I listen to super fast and my husband will come into the office and he's like, is that 1.75 or have you turned it up even faster? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think that's not necessarily a bad thing. Then you get to listen to it. You get all the information, but you get to do it time efficiently. I've noticed, though, since I started listening to them that fast, which was out of necessity, my Mac was screaming at me because my memory was full, (laughs) that ever since I started doing that, my speech patterns have drastically sped up. I mean, you and I were chatting a little bit, well, more than a little bit, I I think I was doing most of the talking, fueled by this coffee, that I came here from outside of New York City, and it's such a different speed of living there, sort of Mm -hmm. like get to the point. Mm-hmm. And I've found amazingly, and I love it, myself slowing down over the last 14 years, like not being in such a rush to get to the grocery store. Like it would drive me crazy going to the grocery there because people are in such a rush. I said to my ex-in-laws one time, I was like, you go to the store and you come back with a bad mood and maybe no groceries because everybody's just so <laughs> PO'd to have to be there and be surrounded by other people. Right. Well, then, you know, all the delivery stuff is probably good for them. Oh, yeah. We just didn't have it then. I was living there like 2001 to 2004. So, yeah, different time, different place. Jack, how did you get into this? Like, what led you to becoming that anti-hustle coach? Because that's just amazing. So, you know, it was in a lot of ways by necessity or demand or need filling. I don't know what the word is. We make up words on the Positive Productivity Podcast. Oh, Oh, I love that because I love made up words. I was, you know, sort of doing what some people who, you know, believe you need to have a really deep niche or niche or however you say it in business that I was doing more of a general type of success coaching. And what I found is that a lot of the issues are around how we spend our time or don't spend our time and that that was something that I could definitely 
get into and really wanted to help people with. Amazing. So how has it changed your life? Oh my gosh. You know, this is in some ways selfish, but one of the big changes has been how it's affected my husband and how he is not as stressed out anymore. Mm. So that's nice to have, you know, that he's not coming home from work being all frazzled and not wanting to help with kids or things like that. And so that's been really nice for me personally. You know, I thought that when my husband quit his job and started doing his own thing here at home, if this is your first episode, my husband is an independent video game developer and designer. I thought that he would be less stressed, but I wasn't quite thinking about the fact that while at work, he had to deal with one type of drama and immaturism. See, there's a made up. There you go. I like it. Yeah. He's got another level of that at home. And I think he thought he would see me more. But it doesn't happen like that. No. Well, and yeah, because you guys are both working and it's like more like your office mates than say, you know, the weekends when you're family. Oh, yeah. And he actually moved out of our once was shared office because I would be recording podcasts. And I don't think I've maybe admitted this once on the podcast, but we were both smokers for years and we vape now. I know listeners, you can you can go to the comments and tell me about how unhealthy it is, but at least I'm not ingesting all those chemicals. So anyway, I would be recording podcasts with guests and all of a sudden in the background. <laughs> so also my 12 and 15 year old, they have their computers in the office, which drives me crazy. That's on my bucket list for this year is to move them down to the basement, get them out of here. But the kids were driving him crazy too. Not just the older two, but the younger three. So his his office is now in our bedroom. Ooh. Yeah. I well, feel like we went back to like a one bedroom, you know, startup <laughs> startup apartment. Then do you get all those warm fuzzies like you felt for him when you first got together? <laughs> too many kids right now. We are yeah. so looking you know, some people are worried about becoming empty nesters. We are going to be dancing around the house naked and taking like weekend vacations every single weekend. Yeah. And we're changing the locks. We have to wait 15 more years before we can do that. Yeah. Yes. You know, and I'm kind of looking forward to being an empty nester as well. I just don't understand how people can be sad about it. I mean, I do, but I don't. Yeah. It's just, I'm not cut out to be a work at home mom with the kids underfoot all day. And I'm ready for them when they're ready to go out and do their own thing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I get all these like weekly and this is not helping with the anti-hassle, but all these emails from Expedia and United and American and whoever I've been traveling with lately telling me about the greatest and latest deals on <laughs> travel promotions. Right. Right. I don't think any of my family besides the sister that works with me listens, but, or my husband's family, I should also throw that in. I don't think any of them listen, but we have one set of seen parents and they're far away so we can't just do the weekend trips mm-hmm. yes yeah. yeah no you know we're in the same situation yeah we're and we don't dare away. put them with this the insane ones that are nearby that would not be good <laughs> but vacations are good for us mm-hmm. 
That's the problem. Yeah, but weekends with those are not for the kids. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So how do you help people anti-hustle? And is that the best way to say it? Like, stop hustling? Is it possible to stop hustling? Well, so this is interesting. Recently, I've been having discussions with people about, well, what does hustle mean to you? And so, you know, for a lot of people, it's sort of this working all the time, can't stop, possibly neglecting my health, my family, those types of things, which is kind of how I look at it. For other people, it does actually mean, you know what, I'm getting everything I need to get done done. And I have time left over, which I thought was interesting. The best one was uh, drug running. Some people associate it with more of the con artist. Yes, (laughs) I can see that. That's that's how I first knew the word. Right, right. So I guess, and somebody asked me recently too, well, well, what is the opposite of hustle? I'm like, well, that's a really good question because I guess if you're going at full speed all the time, then the opposite of that would be not doing anything. So we don't go that far, but I think it's really, you know, being strategic and intentional and making sure that work is not your life. Mm. How about we say the opposite is positive productivity after you get done working with yeah. with Jack? I think it's true. <laughs> but do as true. I say, not as I do. <laughs> <laughs> because I like your definition. That's the one that I can resonate with the most, but it has an added twist. If I'm not mindful about what I'm doing, then I'm chasing my tail. I'm not delegating. And I'm doing all these like five to $12 activities that I shouldn't be doing. Yeah. And it's, you know, in some ways, it's hard for us to let those go. I think, you know, a lot of times when we get started in business or with anything, right, we're doing it all ourselves and we have to learn to kind of let it go. But it's hard. We should watch more Frozen. Let it go, (laughs) let it go. But it is, it's seriously so hard. I mean, letting go of keeping my inbox clean. Mm -hmm. I I found myself, and this is so ironic considering listeners, episode 536, I just had a discussion about this. I found myself cleaning out my inbox this morning. It's because my team has been too busy to manage my inbox. And I just know that stuff is falling through the cracks. Uh, and it's not their fault. It's mine at this point. But if I had been better at delegating, then I, we could actually have filters set up so that whenever this client emails, it also forwards to the team members working with me on their project. You know, I think that's one of our difficulties, too, is we think we're going to do it later. But actually taking, you know, like a minute, like if you get a new client and you take the one or two minutes that it would take you to set up a filter. All of that would be avoided. Hallelujah. Yeah. And there's, <laughs> there's just so much more. I mean, I was using for a while. I'm not using it right now because it was making my calendar look crazy. Um, Focuster. I guess I am still using it. I just have it turned off right now. Or so I don't see it on my Google Calendar. That anytime specific emails came in, a zap from Zapier was set up to automatically add that to my calendar for a task to go on. And we can be using Zap in so many ways just like that. Mm-hmm. But it requires that we actually set aside that five to ten minutes to set up the automation mm-hmm. or whatever to do it. But mm-hmm. when you're stubborn like I am, 
you find yourself doing that one task over and over again, about a hundred times, five minutes each time, and you are still doing it because you think it will be faster. It's the same as training team members how to how to do tasks. Mm-hmm. Like you're like, well, it's going to take so long. Mm-hmm. Well, come on, add up all those minutes. I realized, and I've shared this on the podcast before. Last year, 2017, I spent three months editing my own podcast, doing the show notes, doing everything myself. And at the end of those three months, I couldn't understand why I was broke until I looked back and calculated how long I had spent per month. It was 70 hours per month. And I was, I was being cheap. I have no problem saying that it's not even frugal. It's just being cheap. I didn't want to spend at that time. I had a different podcast editing team. I didn't want to spend the $350 that they would have charged. So I ended up sacrificing 70 hours a month of client time, which is a lot more. Let me Mm -hmm. just say a lot more than $350 a month. Right. You know, I think the the two things that we kind of uh, barter with in our society is time and money. But we often don't consider time valuable. We do, right? We want our time. We want more time. But when we make those decisions, I mean, I've done those similar things, right? If I spend the time on it, then I don't have to pay. But I actually am kind of paying because that's I'm not making. Yes, you're spending. You're not investing. Right. Yeah. I actually just recorded a podcast, a solo show about that last night. What's it costing versus what's it investing? It was a better title last night. (laughs) But that's basically the idea, you know, both time and money. We need to look at what is it? Is it costing us or are we investing in us? I mean, the same thing with coaches, right? We can be investing in an amazing coach, but if we don't do our diligence, which I have to admit, I have failed to do on several occasions, then that money that we're spending on a coach could actually be costing us Mm -hmm. because we get swept away. And right. that's what hustling leads to often. It's the scarcity mindset and the comparison syndrome and, oh, I need that, but I need it now and I'm just going to keep on hustling and I'm going to sign up for it even though I actually have no idea if it works or if this is just somebody blowing smoke up my, you know, and I want the results that they say it got. But I don't even know if it happened or not. Right. I don't get swept away anymore by shiny object syndrome too much, but I did actually get scolded by my husband last week because he found out how much I had spent on a coach earlier this year. (laughs) And he's like, did he have any testimonials? I didn't ask. Did he have anything on his website that showed results? I didn't ask. What results did you get? None. Well, do you think you could consider that in the future? (laughs) Yeah. Yes. And it's a learning experience, you know, and I think, I've done where I think, you know, something like I just realized that I had purchased a course on running uh, bots for Facebook. Like, gosh, it's probably been a year, maybe nine months or so. And I didn't even remember that I bought it. I wasn't going to do it at that point, but it was cheap. and. My idea now is that when I want to purchase, you know, coaching or a course or something like that, it needs to be in line with what I need immediately. Yes. Or very close, not 
10 months down the line or something like that. Oh, my gosh. Yes. One of our mutual connections, Steve Ulsher, has me on a four-month plan right now. And, okay, I just told you that I don't get swept away by shiny object syndrome too much, if any, anymore. That was a lie. Full disclosure. (laughs) I signed up actually for a speaking training last week. Well, speaking is nowhere on my four-month goal. And as much as I would love to speak, speaker training is definitely not in even my next year plan. But I signed up for it. And then I found out the training actually isn't all that good. The person is totally out of alignment with me. And I was like, oh, and I booked my flight too. What are you going to do? You can go through with it? No, actually, I was supposed to pay a deposit to hold my seat, and I'd asked them for two days. And amazingly, Expedia lets you cancel and get a mm-hmm. refund within a day, mm-hmm. which I didn't realize until mm-hmm. I went in, because I was like, somebody else might need that flight. So I was just going in to cancel, and they're like, oh, you're eligible for a full refund. I was like, whoop. And then... It occurred to me, you know, I'm going to email. I'm not going to call. I'm going to email and tell them not to charge my card because then I have written record. There was no contract. Like, I'm going to do it. They tried to talk me into it and I just kept on responding. I need you to confirm that my card will not be charged. Mm -hmm. Finally, they told me to breathe and I just started laughing. I was like, you don't even know me and you're telling me to breathe. I just want a confirmation that my card will not be charged. I mean, the money was on there. That wasn't even my concern. But hello, if somebody tells me not to charge their card for something, you better believe I'm just going to tell them no problem. You know, it's been right. shut off. I'm not going to. I don't like sales. Maybe that's part of why I would do it. But I'm just going to shut off their, their payment already. You don't want to be there? No problem. I don't yeah. want you there if you don't want to be there. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And I didn't even tell them I didn't want to be there. I just told them my life is too busy right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's always a good one to go with. <laughs> yeah. So what is a program that you have signed up for that you knew that you needed right then and you actually did complete it? Or have the reason I'm asking this is because I heard recently that online trainings and courses uh-huh. just aren't going very well right now because people like 80% of them, the students never make it all the way through. And uh-huh. I've had clients who have spent hundreds of thousands of dollars on online trainings and programs. Mm-hmm. And never even logged in. Really? Mm-hmm. I at least do like the welcome message. <laughs> 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 so I have decided after spending thousands of dollars on courses that I am never, ever doing a course that does not have a significant amount of contact with the coach. Ooh, I love because that. I don't do well. Yeah, I want to be able to ask questions and I want to be able to get personal feedback. And quite frankly, a lot of the times when I sign up for like a course or something, it's because I trust that coach and I want to work with that coach. If I wanted to work with myself, I could just pay myself that money. Right. (laughs) I don't do well with the DIY courses. And I think that's true for a lot of people. Mm. It's hard to hold ourselves accountable. I am actually going through a course on how to create courses because I am launching my own platform. But the reason why I'm actually going through it is because I want to see how they do it Uh and they gamify it. I mean, my husband's a video game developer and designer. I am a gamer. 
you know, when I'm really not trying to be productive, I have a weakness right there. Oh, when you are taking your breaks, which you need. I Yeah, but I have to be really mindful because I have an addictive, I yeah. get addicted very easily. <laughs> so I can go, I have one weakness on my phone. It's some cooking game and you have to quickly get the orders out. I can't cook in mm-hmm. my kitchen, but I'm really good at this game. Okay. But, I have a similar game. <laughs> yeah. So I, oh, listeners don't do this. I told my husband, I just wanted to beat this one level two nights ago. I was playing it in bed, which is again, not what I try to talk about on the podcast. You should not be screen sucking right before bed. And I hadn't been doing it in a while, but I went on and I just wanted to keep my, my special gold coins up. So I couldn't beat it. And finally, I'm like, you know, I should probably check what time it is. Five o'clock in the morning. Like, I have not just been playing this for seven (laughs) hours. Are you kidding me? And then I got mad at myself. And, you know, I usually give myself grace for small things. But there were big goals that would have contributed to my four month plan that I had wanted to do that night. I was thinking, oh, it's one, you know, one is still normal for my bedtime and I still get my seven, eight hours of sleep in. I never thought it would be five. Wow. Yeah. I have done that before. My, uh, my weakness is like the free lives, right? Like you can have as many lives as you want for however long. Yeah. That, yep. I think last Friday I was up until three. Wow. Yeah. So how do we balance, you know, these simple pleasures, because that's what I'll call it. You know, I'm I'm not going, and I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with going to the bar. It's just if I drink, I drink at home. But there's got to be a way to balance these simple pleasures so that we're not totally busting our productivity. And yes, I know we could say, well, let's just set a timer. It's like the snooze button on my phone. I'll just push snooze, right? Yeah. But I'm actually, now that I said that, I'm just going to keep on talking. I think maybe I use it as as a reward system, but I would love it. I can't remember who I was talking to, or maybe I put in an email or something. I think it would be awesome if, if there was a a light switch attached to me so that at a certain time, like I get a, I get a blink warning. You better go to bed. You better get in your bed because in five minutes, the switch is going to flip. And you're just going to go to sleep. So you better make sure you're in bed or else you're just going to fall down on the floor. It would be amazing if there was something like that for me. It would. And, you know, it's a fine balance. I mean, in some ways, I don't think there's anything wrong with once in a while, you know, giving into staying up until five o'clock in the morning playing a game. If you can, you know, if you can get away with it. But once in a while, you know doing it all the time is obviously not healthy. And for some reason you needed that. Yes. Right. And I totally agree with you about like the alarms, you know, I'll do that. Yes. Sudden people will say sudden alarm when it's time to go to bed. Okay. Well that's great. But a lot of times I'm a night owl. I don't really want to go to bed. I would much rather stay up all night, but I don't know. My kids, they like to get up in the morning and I guess they go to school and stuff. So (laughs) (laughs) I kind of don't have a choice. Right. (laughs) But I would do the same thing. You know, I'd set the alarm and be like, well, no. So keeping in mind like our goals or what we want our outcomes to be, 
you know. So when it's time for me to go to bed, one of the things I think about is that even though I don't want to go to bed, I want to be awake tomorrow when my children are at school so I can do my things. And I don't want to be tired when they get home so that I'm a crabby mommy. And so those a lot of times those things will help me go, okay, well, maybe I can spend 15 more minutes, but no more than that. And I set lots of alarms. Like I will set an alarm for an alarm. So that you'll set an alarm for an alarm. (laughs) Sure. Like, so even if I hit snooze on one alarm, then another alarm is going to go off in between there. Oh, right. Yeah. And then eventually it becomes habit. Yeah. You know, so it's that initial change. I think that can be really difficult. Hmm. How many items are on your to-do list on a given day? Three. Thank you. Now, how do you do that? <laughs> <laughs> because if I sit around and... Okay, so like I have sort of a master to-do list. But if I have that out and I'm looking at that all day, I go crazy. Like I'm like, oh my gosh, I am never going to get this done. You know, I have between about 9 a.m. and 3 p.m. to get my stuff done because I do it while my kids are at school. And if I am looking at the hundred of things that need to get done, I'll freak out. So I look at what is my goal or what do I want my outcome to be for this week? And I write down the top three things. And I like to have a more actionable, you know, so I don't often write, you know, finish my opt-in. I like I'll put the steps, you know, today I need to create graphics or those smaller steps so that once they are actually done, I can cross them off. I like I'm kind of a pen and paper person. So I like to be able to cross things off my list. Me too. Yeah. So I only look at those three things Mm. and that's it. And then what if you accomplish all three while they're at school? Do you go grab a couple more or do you celebrate or what do you do? A combination Uh, of both? (laughs) It depends. Sometimes I might take a, you know, a break and uh, go do something for myself. Other days, then I'll look at my master to-do list and see what else I can get done. So it it just kind of depends. As a result of episode 536, let me back up just a little bit. My project manager, Sam, and I had decided that I was going to be brain dumping into a into a teamwork project. Okay. And I would every day, like I decided this, so that I, every day I would put my top five things on that uh-huh. list, five to 10, which I knew <laughs> was a little, it was too much for me. But the intention was that she would then go and delegate out things that I didn't need to be doing. Well, then I started journaling again and I wasn't keeping accountable to her for the items on my journal or on my journal to do list. And I wasn't putting them on that board and in okay, right. um, teamwork. Mm-hmm. So she wasn't delegating anything out. And that's how I found myself with a, a list of 10 with things like cleaning out my inbox. Mm-hmm. I mean, she would have said to me, is this really a priority? Like mm-hmm. She keeps me accountable for every single thing that I'm doing every single day. I've had times where I wanted to cancel podcast recordings with guests. She's like, you can't do that. She's like, let's look at your list. 
she's like, why didn't you delegate some of the stuff out like uh-huh. three weeks ago? I know it's been sitting in your inbox. You should have delegated it out. But at that point, she wasn't handling my inbox. And she was right. So now I've gone back to putting everything in. I think today is day three. I've been putting everything back in teamwork again. And it's uh-huh. been amazing. Like I, I'm on a roll. I feel good. Like I, I'm not busy being busy anymore. And it is amazing how good it feels. Good for you. Everybody needs someone like your project manager. Do you have a team? I don't have a team. If you could delegate one thing right now to oh. the fairy godmother of team members, <laughs> what would you delegate? Gosh, that's a good question. I think I would delegate uh, social media. Really? Yeah. Do you not enjoy it? <laughs> no, I, I'm just so intrigued because, see, um, I was so happy to get rid of bookkeeping and accounting. Mm. Oh, yeah. That had to go. I don't like yeah. numbers. Oh, that's another good one. That's another good one. No, I love social media. And that's the problem. Ah, that's <laughs> such a great answer. Yeah. I could do it all day long and not get anything else done. So that is, that's one of those tasks where like, I literally have to drag myself away and say, nope, I have to be done now. Before I screen sucked and had an affair with that cooking game the other night, uh-huh. my iPhone had actually, I don't know if it's an app on the phone. I don't know if it's the iPhone itself. I don't know where this is coming from, but it gave me a report on my screen time for the previous week. Oh, okay, right. And it said seven minutes. Because I don't use my phone very much. Uh, so I totally just busted that out. Now it's going to say an hour. <laughs> like if it if it crosses that average across all the days. Right. Yeah. I need to be more mindful. Like five tries done. I mean, five tries will give me half an hour tops. Right. Time to take a, a mental break. I mean, last night, last night I played again, but not in bed. And I got work done. And I didn't stick to what I had told myself I was going to stick to. But by the time I got done playing, I went to record solo episodes and they were all like, blah, 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 blah. Just, just start over. I was telling my team, just start over because that did not make any sense. <laughs> what are you most excited about in the next 90 days? Ooh, good question. The holidays, on a personal note. Have you started Christmas shopping yet? Or Hanukkah? Or- I I have. But that was just by happenstance that I saw something my one of my kiddos would like at the store Amazing. the other day. <laughs> so I actually love the holidays. So that's fun. But I am... Okay, this is nerdy productivity stuff. I ordered a dry erase wall calendar yesterday. It's supposed to be here tomorrow. And I'm super excited to like lay out all of my planning for at least the first half of next year. You and I are such nerds. <laughs> I have no problem admitting that I'm a nerd, but I have these like one foot by one foot little um, whiteboard. Like they're actually white uh, and I have a whole bunch of them. I'm looking at one right now. We are recording this at the end of October, 2018. This board says January 2018 Big Rocks. Ooh. I'm just looking through it. Um, so to me, that means your Big Rocks are like those big things that you want to get done. Yeah. Did you yeah. do them? 
I was actually just looking at that. I didn't do that one, didn't do that one. Decided to scratch that one. I did a couple. Like, and by couple, I should probably be more accurate and say um, one (laughs) 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 out of the eight that are on there. But that's, it's not such a bad thing because looking over all of them, I can see that I was in a different place when I made those, made the list. Mm -hmm. I mean, I hadn't really thought through the goals. My team wasn't where it is now. It was one person versus eight. Mm-hmm. And I didn't, I wasn't going to my network and my people and asking them for feedback because mm-hmm. I may be 39, but sometimes I might as well be 13 and know everything. <laughs> you know, everybody says, like, set your goals for the year. And I understand it. But to me, it's such a far off goal and the number of things change. And I agree with you that going to your audience and getting feedback from them is so important that things change. So I like, you know, like you said, Steve's four month plan or I, you know, I do like quarters. Yeah, I've always gone off quarters this whole four month plan is not anything I'm used to. I mean, I'm picking up the latest revision of the positive productivity planner today from the printer. And it's based on the three month model. Mm -hmm. So, but I don't see any reason why I can't, if I'm dedicated and, Mm -hmm. and focused and I don't spend 18 gazillion hours a day playing the kitchen game, there's no reason why I couldn't reach those same goals in three months instead of four. So do you need to delete that game? (laughs) But I really don't want to. (laughs) I think the answer to that is actually no. I just need to be more responsible. And I think I will give myself one last opportunity to, this is so not a fair comparison. Alcoholics can't even drink a sip, right? And they know that. So I will give myself one last chance. If I can't contain it, then I am a kitchenaholic and I need to let it go because it's not healthy. Yeah. It sounds to me like though most of the time you're being fairly responsible with it, right? Yeah. Well, that's when I just don't play it at all. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Listeners, actually, I would love to know what your guilty pleasures are and because that is a guilty pleasure. It's a pleasure, but I do feel guilty after I after I spend that much time on it. So head on over to the show notes page at thekimsatin.com forward slash PP538 and let us know. And if you aren't healthily indulging, I don't know if that's the right way to say it, then also share what your plan is to course correct, because I know you have big goals as well. What is one of your big business goals that you have on the horizon? Oh, I am also going to be starting a podcast. Ooh. That is my big goal for next year. Awesome. Yeah. When? What are we in the end of October? Mm-hmm. I should have it ready in January. Fabulous. Yeah. That's one of my default questions. 
<laughs> I ask when and I ask why. And what is the name of your show going to be? Is it the Anti Hustle Show? It's going to be something like that. Yeah. I haven't completely decided on the name yet. So. Amazing. I don't think I need to ask you why. I think I know why already. Why, why do you think? I'm interested. Because there's a large portion of the population that that you can be impacting and serving and helping to take to the next level by sharing the experience and stories of you and or others. I mean, you could be saving lives through the Anti-Hustle Show. I hope that's true. I hope that's yeah. true. That is my intention with positive productivity. I mean, I was in a place of great depression and anxiety because I wasn't sleeping and I was suicidal. And that's why I do what I do now with the podcast and and eventually more and more with the positive productivity brand. Mm -hmm. I want to save entrepreneurs' lives but by helping them get the system support and self-care set up in their business so that even when they are playing a kitchen game on their phone for nine hours one night, that they're business is still making money, their team is working in the background, and they're hopefully a little bit more stress-free. Yeah, no, and I, that is so wonderful that you do that, Kim, because people need to hear that message repeatedly. I don't understand why people hide it as much as they do. Hmm. It's nothing to be ashamed of. And I agree. And I was ashamed and I was embarrassed and my husband didn't even realize what a dark pit I was in until a year later, actually. I had a big, um, the best way I can say it is spiritual awakening. Mm -hmm. I mean, if people had told me my story before I, I experienced it, I would have said, you're making that up. But I experienced what I did and, and I woke up and I realized they had to change. I mean, Clearly, there are some nights that I that I haven't changed completely, like the 5 a.m. game playing. But for the most part, I'm getting seven to eight hours of sleep a night. And it it just, if I can just get everything else set up properly, and I don't know that that will actually ever happen. And so I give myself grace on that. But I've set up, like I have my whole calendar time block now, color-coded, so I can see what's supposed to be happening and where. And I've, today... I set that up 10 days ago and I've stuck to it. Clients, Way to go. Yeah. And I can't even tell you how hard that is because I have been a yes ma'am for the six years since my business was started until 10 days ago. But if a client wants to talk to me, then they can only go in green time yep. if it's not already scheduled because yellow is content creation and I'm not going to budge on that anymore because every time I budge on my content creation time, I'm saying no to the community that needs me the most. Mm -hmm. I can yeah. build out client stuff during green and still have plenty of time, but I need to get focused on my task list. I need to be delegating. Yeah. So little baby steps. We can't do everything overnight, but if we just take those little baby steps, then eventually we'll have gone miles and miles. Yeah. Yeah. What is your biggest why? Um. <sighs> Or Steve would say, what is your what? <laughs> so my biggest why, and in some ways, you know, talking about your message, it's very, it kind of is parallel that I think that there's so much negativity in the world and that we accept that as normal and it's okay to live like that. It's okay to hate my job. It's okay to 
never get the things done that I tell myself I'm going to get done. It's okay that, you know, or maybe not, I, I shouldn't use okay, but we just accept, you know, we, I accept that. Settle. Yeah. 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 You know, we get into that comfort zone and I hate for people to be miserable. You know, I want people to see that, well, yes, you have to put in some effort. Life can be fabulous. Now, that may not mean changing your job, but changing the way you look at your job. And I don't want people to be miserable anymore. <laughs> That's amazing. Jack, I've only ever shared this on one other episode. But as of the week of this recording, we're, we're going through the five year anniversary. And I can't say celebrate. Five years ago, my older stepbrother went missing. And the next day he was found dead. And I can't go into too many details, but I can share what is being known to the public. Um, it's still an active investigation, but now it's being investigated as a suicide possibly, but we don't have the answer still five years later. And wow. he was an entrepreneur and wow. he had lost his grant and he was serving the community, helping nonprofits to the best of my knowledge. Actually, there was a disconnect and we hadn't talked for a couple of years, a few years, oh, no. which I regret now. But that happened three years before I launched the podcast. And my own spiritual awakening happened after I had already started recording episodes for the podcast, but I still didn't have like the big why behind positive productivity. And then I went through mine. And part of the reason why I didn't kill myself when I felt like it was because of him. Because if he did, it would be another blow to my family. You know, my family's already gone through that loss and I'm madly in love with my husband. I madly love my kids. They shouldn't have to endure that either. And that's not even to mention the whole rest of the family that already had to, to work through Jeff. Mm -hmm. So he, whether or not he did, he does serve as inspiration. And listeners, I want you to know that I've only shared this on one previous episode out of respect for my, my sister-in-law. I mean, just because it is still an investigation, we really can't talk that much about it, but it is in the news back in the town where I grew up. But I, it's so important that if you are struggling with anxiety or depression or, or suicidal thoughts that you do talk to somebody, yeah. I mean, you can go to my website and you can reach out to me. You can go to Jack's, I'm sure, and reach out to her. Yeah. But it's nothing that we need to be ashamed of. There's help and it doesn't need to mean going on 15 different antidepressants. I've been through that myself as well. I went into the mental hospital in 2008 because I was sleep deprived from my first business and they put me on three different antidepressants mm -hmm. instead of recognizing the fact that I was sleep deprived and my thyroid was out of whack. Right. We're not, yeah. Yeah. you know, even a mental hospital stay does not mean that we are crazy. Trust me. <laughs> I know I'm not crazy because <laughs> I know what I saw in the mental hospital. Okay, I am crazy, but crazy good. But I just, Jeff's legacy, whatever it is, I mean, I think to everybody it's different. But to me, he has inspired to me to make sure 
that I'm doing what I can do to make sure that no entrepreneur pulls the plug on themselves. So like just this year, Kate Spade, I mean, that's devastating to me. I used to want a Prada bag. Now I want a Kate Spade bag so I can talk to people about mental health Mm -hmm. because it's not something that needs to be shoved in a closet. And if we can just stop hustling and start living, then that will help a lot. Yes. No, we need to take that time to connect. And my ex-husband's brother also committed suicide and it is the most surreal experience and I think that a lot of people who are contemplating committing suicide obviously they want to end their pain but because they are in so much pain they believe that their family would be better off without them and that is so not true. That is so not true. Yeah. Reach out and get help. Yeah. There is help. And your life does not have to be like that. I wish I could say that life had been all peaches and cream since I went through that in 2016. But we've definitely encountered other struggles. But it does keep on going and it does get better. But it won't get better if you give up. Well, and that's another thing is that life is not perfect. No, it's definitely not. Right. I think we have this idea that if I want to be happy, I have to be that Disney World, happy, smiley, bubbly person all the time. And that's not true. I look at, you know, positivity and happiness as knowing what is going on in our world and trusting ourselves to work through that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it may be crappy. It may be really crappy. But believing that you're going to eventually get to the other side. Speaking of crappy... I just need to share a funny story before we wrap this up. <laughs> I picked up a 24 pack of toilet paper at the grocery last night. Mm. And my kids toilet papered my living room this morning. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they decided that every single toilet paper pack needed to come out. And now the living room is teepeed. <laughs> so but, you have choices about how you react to that. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, it's funny. I mean, and my husband will pick it up. yeah jack where can listeners find you online and connect with you oh well the best place to connect with me online is in the anti-hustle nation community facebook group so it's just facebook.com slash groups slash anti-hustle nation or you can uh, check out my website at jackjulian.com, and that's J-A-C-J-U-L-I-E-N.com. I really need things that I don't have to spell out, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> my first company name was Kaleidoscope. Ooh. And people didn't understand why I wasn't responding to their emails. It was because they were mistyping it. Right, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. like we talked about, right? I go yep. by Jack. Yep. And... J-A-C, Jack. Jack. way too long. Yep. Yeah. Yes. And so then I had to do J-A-C instead of J-A-C-K, which, you know, yeah. then I have to spell out. So, you know. <laughs> Listeners, I will have the links for Jack's social media and her website 
and eventually your podcast, please, oh, in the nice. show notes at thekimsutton.com forward slash PP538. I would love if you would head over there and leave a comment down below and your inspiring message. Let us know what ahas you got and share this episode with anybody who you feel needs to hear it, please. Jack, thank you so much for coming on. This has been so much fun. And I feel like we said everything that really needed to be said. We had a great conversation. I love these conversations. Me too. Now, I feel like we already said so many golden nuggets, but now I want to <laughs> challenge you. Do you have a parting piece of advice or a golden nugget that you'd like to share with listeners? My parting piece of advice, I think, is nobody got to their deathbed and ever said, I wish I would have worked more. So make sure that you are working with intention and strategically and also strategically and intentionally spending time for yourself and with your loved ones. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Positive Productivity Podcast. When I'm not podcasting, I'm supporting six to seven figure business coaches with their marketing automation and entrepreneurs like you through my coaching and mastermind programs. I want to invite you to visit thekimsutton.com to learn how I can help you take your business to the next level.